0: Good morning. We start a new series today, and the title of the series is Being Smart Financially in the Kingdom of God. Being Smart Financially in the Kingdom of God. Today's message is a different, uh, each, each time we have a different message title. We're going to talk about building a firm foundation Today, building a firm foundation. If we're going to talk about it in the subject matter, I think that uh, I would think that you would want a foundation. If you build a house, I think you would want a firm foundation. I don't think you would want to build in a situation where you don't have that foundation. If you're building a relationship with people, I think you want to start with a firm foundation. Uh, that's very important, very important. Uh, so we can apply this message to a lot of different areas, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Today, I'm going to start with a series of scriptures that's not seemingly related, but they are related. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter uh, 12. We'll start there. Verse six. These uh, scriptures I'm going to first go over. They're talking about gifts, even though I'm not talking about gifts. I'm not teaching on gifts today. But they're going to relate to the firm foundation that we are trying to build in our financial series. And that's all I'm going to do today. I'm going to lay the foundation. And then we'll start building upon that foundation in two weeks. Next week, it'll be a different message because it's Mother's Day. Verse 6. Since we have gifts... That differ according to the grace given to us, each one is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service, in his serving, or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. There's one set of scriptures that's talking about gifts, and we're going to go over to uh, 1 Corinthians. Let's go there, chapter 12, and let's talk about other gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we start in verse 4, a different set of gifts. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries in the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one of us is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit and to another, gifts of healing by the same spirit to another, the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. Let's look at verse 31, the same chapter. But earnestly desire, the greater gifts, I'll show you a more excellent way. Verse 13 starts off, verse 1, If I speak with the tongues of men and angels but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Then it goes on as. Tell you what love, some of the manifestations of love. And it ends in verse, the part I want to read in verse 8. Love never fails. Verse 14 1 Pursue love, yet desire earnestly the spiritual things, but especially that you may prophesy. I wanted to read these verses because, in, in, in laying a foundation, what's very important is that in these set of scriptures, We all know that every Christian is gifted. Every Christian. No problem whatsoever. We know that Christians are gifted. Now, even though we are gifted, we have to not just use our gifts in the foundation for our financial series. We're talking about finances. But we're not really talking about finances, even though we're talking about finances. We're talking about why of the finances in the kingdom. Why, why does God even concern himself with money in the kingdom of light? Why? And in our gift things, all those verses that I did read, it's not about the gift things. It's not about gifts, even though I read about gifts. It's about love. Why are you why are you using those gifts, in other words? That's why I read about gifting, because everybody understands about gifting. Even though I read about it, even though God knows that we all are gifted, he's really not talking about just gifts alone. Because he said that if you had the gift of faith, that you can remove mountains. And everyone wants a gift of faith where you can... Uh, say to a disease, leave and the disease go. You can speak to uh, any, any situation, any sickness, and it leaves. Everyone will want to do that. But why? That's the question. Why do you want to use your gifts? Why would you want to use your gift for mercy? Why would you want to use your gift for giving? Why would you want to use your gift for leading? Why? That's more important to God than actually a gift. So financially, In in, in this foundation, I wanted to first start when we're digging around, like when they laid the foundation of this church, they had to to level the thing and they had to measure everything out and they had to lay the cement. It has to be a firm foundation because if it's not a firm foundation, it's not going to last. Financially, if we're not on the firm foundation, then our finances, they're not going to last. So why are we concerned about finances? That's what we want to want to talk about. Love. You remember we just finished a series that was entitled "Being Rooted and Grounded in Love." Well, we haven't finished really, because isn't everything rooted and grounded in love? What is it that's not rooted and grounded in the love of God? And you you can you can really say nothing for a Christian. Nothing for a Christian in a relationship you have it should be rooted and grounded in the love of God that's what it should be because if this is not it's not going to be firm it's not going to be a foundation that's going to last and so that 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 excites me about this series is that when I was praying about it and I had a lot of time to be thinking about this I had uh, because I knew that I wanted to teach on finances, uh, but I'm always reluctant, as most of you have been in the church uh, for any length of time, pretty much 10 years or whatever. You know that I only talk about finances maybe once a year, and I don't like to talk about it then. Uh, but but I'm trying to uh, learn to put my flesh under and... and uh, and speak on the subject because most people get bent out of shape when you talk about finances. You can talk about some of everything, but when you start talking about finances, people get bent out of shape. And so why is it? And, and it really is it's because of a foundation we don't understand, the kingdom. And we understood the why of things. From Genesis to Revelation, we'll seem to, oh, I see, I understand. I understand now. It's really not about finances. It's like it's not about gifts. It's just one of the things that God has called us to, to do, to use our gifts, to use our finances. So let's go a little bit further in that building this firm foundation. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go there. It says, according to the grace, in verse 10, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10. I'm reading out in New American Standard. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation. Any wise master builder is going to lay a foundation. So everyone who has a household, who has a job, you need to, and even before you get a job, you need to learn that there is a foundation that needs to be laid. And it says, and and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Can we lay any other foundation? No other foundation. Suppose as a young person, you have this person of the opposite sex that likes you, thinks you're real nice, you know, or you might think they are real nice, whichever the case may be, and you want to get to know them. The first thing you need to do is to have a foundation. A foundation. You have to have one, and then you're going to have to find out. Quickly, what kind of foundation this person has, and see if you fail to do that, what might happen? Is you start building, <laughs> and you find out, oh my goodness, I didn't know this. Well, you didn't check the foundation. If you would have checked the foundation before you ever got emotional involved, you would already know. You cannot have a relationship without. Building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, would you agree with that? I didn't hear any single say that. <laughs> all the young people. Is that true? Okay. All right. How about all the teenagers? Is that true? <laughs> if a teenager has a voice like that, version of Zion. Trying to help them out, right? Trying to help them out. Is that correct, parents of all the teenagers? Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, That's what we're talking about, building this firm foundation. Now, what kind of foundation is God talking about? Because we're only talking about foundation. We're not going to build on anything today. We're just going to talk about the foundation, and we're going to receive communion. We're going to have fun. We're going to release you. And I said, God, I wonder what would happen happened if I were... release the congregation um, uh, 15 minutes early. I wonder where they get upset. (laughs) I've been trying to do it for 15 years. (laughs) We we might succeed. Does everybody have faith? Yay! (laughs) Let's look at Luke, Luke, uh, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. Let's, Let's look there. verse 4 to 6. We're talking about this foundation. That's what we're talking about, this foundation. Now, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I say. We're talking about foundation. Foundation on anything now. Anything. We happen to be talking about finances. We could be talking about gifts. We could be talking about uh, courting. We could be talking about anything. But we're talking about finances. Why do you call me Lord? Lord. And do not do what I say. Everyone who comes to me and hears the words, here's my words, and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. Now, this is one particular uh, reading of this. I really like the one in Matthew. I like that one. And so I want, want you to turn over with me because I'm going to pick this up. Uh, in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, I'm going to pick it up from there. Now, now he said, why call me Lord and Lord? And um, Matthew chapter 7. Now, I would like to go back, if you don't mind. Oh, can you go back to 21 for me, verse 21? Uh, I want to start in 21 because this is a... Sometimes it's a mysterious verse, scriptures here, and I want to put it in with this area. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, we read it over there now, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Is that saying? Similar, similar words. God is interested in what in our foundation? Doing the word of God. That's what he's interested in. And any foundation is built on, in the kingdom of light now, we're talking about God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. They're the same things in the scripture. We're talking about acting on what you hear. That's what we're talking about. If you're hear of the word only, and not a doer of the word, it says in James, and we're not going to turn to it, then it, we're, we're deceiving ourselves, aren't we? That's what the Scripture says in James. So we don't, we, we don't want to be a hero only and deceive ourselves. and thinking we, you know, just because you attend church, just because you heard a message, just because you took notes, that is good. But is that the end result? That God is looking for. You can't do what you don't know. You can't do what you don't hear. Right? So you got to hear. But if you're hearing alone, like if you have a, a gift alone and you don't have love, it's like a clang gong, isn't it? Uh, you know, just a, a symbol that Jackie could hit on the, on, 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 on the, on the symbol. Bing! It doesn't mean a thing. You know? Is what's that noise back there? Thing, you know. Right? And that's the way it is. In a, in a subject matter, finances or gifts or anything, according to the matter. If we're not doers of the word, it does us no good. Alone. Verse 22. Many will say to me, on that day. On that day. And we understand what we're talking about, that day, don't we? Okay. When we stand before him, we say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? See, we read that in the gifting. And in your name, did we not cast out demons? In your name, perform many miracles. And then I would declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Now we've read that many times. You say, "Oh, huh? I wonder how can a person do that? How can a person prophesy in his name? How can he do miracles in his name? How can he cast out demons in his name?" And he said, "I never knew you." But see, we, we don't want, we don't pick up the last part, which is which is stated here. He who practices Lawlessness. What did God tell us to do? Oh, and and above in verse 21. Be a doer of the word. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my father. So if you're not doing the will of the father, if you're practicing something else, even though you hear it, even though you know it, you're not doing it, we are still not Putting together kingdom law, kingdom principles, kingdom living. We're not doing it. And that's what we're talking about today on this foundation. Kingdom living. Kingdom of light living. We've been taken out of the power of darkness. We've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son It's a kingdom of light. So we're talking about that. And in that kingdom, we're talking about practicing the word of God. That's the most important foundation of we can lay. Okay. Practicing. Verse 24. That's where I wanted to pick up, but I wanted to start over there. Thank you. Emily PowerPoint person. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, in, in, in over in Luke, verse 6, chapter 6, you will say, I'll show you what type of man this is who says, Lord, Lord. You know? And so, so he's saying it. this man is a wise man, a wise man. I want to be called by God a wise man. If I'm going to be called a wise man, I must build on the rock. I must build on the rock. There is no other rock. <laughs> there is only one rock, really. One rock. And that rock is, can you, can you say his name? Is that okay? Oh, that's a rock. Woo, that's a rock. The Christ. The Messiah, the anointed one, the light-bearer. He's the only, only one. It's just on the only rock. There is no other rock. None. And it says here, And the rain fell, and the floods came, the winds blew, and slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. You notice it did not say a rock, right? The rock. Now, if, 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 you're, if you're like I am, the best thing to do when you see things like that, you underline it. The rock. See, it's not just a rock. It's the rock. And so it's a, it's a specific rock he's talking about. That rock that, that even when you read the Old Testament, that, that rock, it was um uh, it followed Israel, didn't it? That rock, and God said, okay, go strike the rock, and, and the rock will provision came from the rock, right? If he says, don't strike the rock, then you don't strike the rock because that rock, he said, was Christ. So, so you, don't, you, know, you know, this is a rock. We're going to build our house on the rock. We're going to build our relationships on the rock. We're going to build our gifts on the rock. We're going to build our finances on the rock. Whatever we build, we're going to build on the rock. And the rain fell, it said. And it did not phase his house because the foundation was on that rock. Everyone, verse 26 says, who hears these words of mine and does not act on them. And notice this, we're talking about acting. We're talking about doing. And those who, who, who um, you say, well, I'm under grace. I'm not under law. Therefore, I don't have to do anything. You are deceived. Okay? You do have to do something. You don't have to do a thing to earn salvation. Is that correct? You can't do anything. So obviously we're not talking about that. But you do have to do something once you're saved. Right? Oh, you got to do something. Matter of fact, you're going to have to do something to be saved. Right? Is that correct? Yeah, you're going to have to believe with your heart. You're going to have to confess with your mouth. Okay, so here, here we go now. It says, would will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And look, it said on, on the ground. It doesn't matter where it's ground. It doesn't matter where it's sand. It's still dirt, isn't it? Dirt not going to last. When floods come. You knew it, I knew it, because uh, when I first came to Lynchburg, they had floods that, um, well, it actually was a, I think it was a, I came in the fall, I think it happened during the summer, I think it was Hurricane Camille or something, came through the Lynchburg-Nelson County area, and you could see when you're driving 29, all the places where that water came down the mountain, it washed away trees, it washed away houses, it washed away everything you can see trenches you can even in your backyard i know that um uh, uh, uh they they were waterproof in my basement from the inside and they ran a pipe to the outside and the pipe was uh sitting on a little elevation and and the water was supposed to run out and run it out and then run down the yard to the thing and the pipe fell underneath my deck step And then I was cutting grass. I said, what is this big trench right here? And then it came to me, revelation. (laughs) You know that pipe that's supposed to be above ground that's supposed to run this way? Well, it's running underneath your steps, and that's where it's coming out at. So it's a big trench. Water will cause dirt to move. Groundhogs will cause dirt to move too, you know. Water will cause it to move. So this says here that if you build on the sand, you're foolish. You are foolish because it's not going to stand when verse 27 says, and the rain fell and the floods came. The floods, we're talking about floods now. We're not talking about just a little uh, rain like we had yesterday. We're not talking about that. And I tried to get the people, the men, after they ate the big breakfast that, that, that was fixed, man, they, they, I said, they started raining. Those drizzles saw raining. They said, can we go home? Can we go No, you don't need to go home. I'm going home. I'm going home. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, the rains came, and I told them, you need to go home. <laughs> because I don't want you to stand out here getting wet. you catch a cold, and then you can't come here to hear the message tomorrow. So, <laughs> Oh. But we had one brave soul. You know, that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay out here for a while. I'm gonna... And, and he stayed out and worked. And he told me I can go home. But uh, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me go home. So therefore I stayed. And the job got finished. But the rain fell. The floods came. The winds blew. We're talking about big time. And slammed against that house. And it failed. And we're talking about, I mean, forceful stuff. And great was its fall. How big a fall do you think it'll be if we build our finances on not the rock, but just the world system? And do you think any rain is going to ever come? Do you think the storm's going to ever come and the flood's going to ever come and the wind's going to slam against the financial system? Do you think it's going to happen? What's going to keep it from falling and great being the fall? It's going to have to be founded on the rock. That's what it's going to have to be. So I, it gives me pleasure when I'm teaching to say, I don't know anything to teach you except the Word of God. Don't know anything else. Don't know anything else. Because the word of God is going to stand against anything that the enemy can throw at us. Anything. Right? I don't care what might happen in this financial system. And and we do know, because we listen to the news, and we do know that times are not good times all the time, are they? Wasn't good times in, what was it, 32, 33, in that area, right? When, when was the Great Depression? Huh? 29? Okay. Wasn't good, well, you know, wasn't good stuff. How many years ago we had the nice nice little ripple recession? How many years ago was that? And uh, we still haven't recovered yet, have we? What's going to happen in the future? I don't know. All I know that the Bible, but the Bible says that if things are not going to get better. <laughs> you know, they're not going to get better, so they're going to get worse at times. We might, you know, get some, some because the Holy Spirit's still here, the Christians are still here. So, um, but we need to be ready, don't we? How can I, how can I get you ready, financially? By the Word of God, by being on the rock, right? That's what I'm teaching. On the rock. On the rock. Now I want to go to um, Luke 13. I want to finish up there. I had another one, but I'm going to finish in two minutes because I believe that you all will like me if I do. <laughs> oh. In Luke 13... Verse eighteen. It says, "So he was saying, speaking of kingdom things, what is the kingdom of God like? That's a question he's asking. Well, what can I, what shall I compare it with? That's a question. Do we know? You know, we gave some just small little things about the kingdom when we were teaching, teaching on." Uh, the fruit of the spirit, the effects of, the results of the Holy Spirit's control controlling our life. We, we, we said this is a kingdom law. What is the kingdom of God like? What should we compare it to? It says it's like a mustard seed which a man took and threw into his own garden. And he threw it and it became a tree. This small little seed now became a tree and the birds of the air nested on its branches. A big tree out of this little mustard seed. And again he says to what Shall I compare the kingdom of God? He's trying to teach the people about the kingdom of God. It's different from, you know, the, the, the system. We were, we are in the world. We, are, we all agree that we're in the world. We're not on Mars somewhere, are we? We're in the world. But the scripture says in John 17, probably around verse 14, says that we are not of the world. Right? We're in it, but we're not of it. We used to be of it before we got born again, but now we got born again, we're in it, but we're not of the world. So we are aliens. We are sojourners. We are not from this place. Our home is not here. Our home is in heaven. Would you agree with that, saints? Because it says in the Word of God that, that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That means that if I die with him, I'm going to be raised. He, we are in him, right? So that's telling me something. I'm not of this world. You're not of this world. So what can our kingdom be compared with in this world system? It is compared like like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leaven. In other words, I believe he's trying to explain to us that the kingdom of God expands. It grows. I don't care what what, what little... Um, scripture he may give you that will expand if you act on it it will expand to it takes over I said wow I want I want, <laughs> I want our finances to be on the rock because I want our finances to expand do I hear the amen that right. take over yeah, that's what I wanted to do. And we'll be talking about some of these things uh, when we build on the foundation next week. I, I had another verse. I mean, oh, it's a good set of verses, Luke 16. Oh, Emily, you have it on, on a PowerPoint, verse 16? They don't believe me. Oh, it's up there. And I said, oh, let me teach it, Lord, let me teach it. But I'm not. I'm not. May I have the people who's going to help me with our uh, communion? Because I want the people to like me today. <laughs> No, really, um, when, when, I, when, I, when I was preparing, um, the Holy Spirit led me to not get into chapter 16 of Luke because it's going to take us, um, he wanted me to say that to next week. It's going to take us, uh, he wants me to take my time on that thing. So that's what I want to do, take my time on that thing. Uh, the ones who are going to take the uh, elements to the nursery uh, could you uh, get this? It should have one of the names up there, something on there, so I don't know what yeah. and uh, Okay. Today, I think it's all together, so you okay. And could you come get the element? Can you come and Could you all get yours and stand? Uh, one has the group over here. I don't know what section is over there. I don't know what section. What section is that, Lord? Okay. Uh, that'll be fine. Would you give that to Lord? Okay. Uh, no. this. Put that down. Take that one. Take that one. Because you now have enough. Take that one. That's good. Andrew, take that one. That's good. Dave. No. Thank you. This is Tyler.
1: Tyler, would you're reading? Scripture.
0: Tell us what you're reading first.
1: Okay, here we go begin. Alright. first uh, Corinthians eleven, verse twenty three through twenty eight. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks he had broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup, also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup in the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing is he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup.
0: What I want you to do is examine yourself. See whether you have any unforgiveness or anything that will prevent you from um, receiving communion. If you're not born again, of course, we know that you don't want to receive communion. But we can settle that real quick. Uh, we can give our lives to Jesus Christ. If there's anyone here that's not giving your life to Jesus Christ, just raise your hand, put it back down, and I'll pray with you, and. We can settle that today because today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Anyone here that would like to give your life to Jesus Christ? There's anyone here that you have strayed from the Lord and you will say, Well, I need to come back to the Lord before I receive communion? We'll pray for you and um, that'll settle that issue also. Anyone here that would like to rededicate their lives to the Lord, raise your hand and put it back down and we will surely pray for you. Anybody? I see your hand? Anybody else? Father, we thank you for the person who raised their hand, Lord. That Father, your arms are open to begin with. Just like the prodigal son that you were watching for them, and you ran to meet them, Lord, with open, open arms. And we thank you that the person is coming back to you. And the person who did that, just say in your heart, is, Peter, for I me, mean, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for straying. I ask you to forgive me for not following you like I knew, knew that I should have. But this day is a turning point in my life. I am returning to you. And with your grace. I would not stray again. Help me by putting someone in my life that will help disciple me, keep me accountable to walking in your word in Jesus' name. Would you stand, please? This group will receive communal from the two legs here. You come out from your right and go back to your left. And this group come from your right to your left. This group and this group come from your right, and go back to your left, and the group over there the same thing. So would you do that now? Hold, hold your elements until we all receive it together. The elements are together, we're trying something new, so that the wafer is on top of the juice. Be careful when you pull the little thing off, so you don't get it on.
1: given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
0: If we can peel that first layer off. <laughs> Last time we took communion, I used both. I used the actual bread and this because uh, I don't like this but <laughs> I felt that uh, we need to be good stewards since I was teaching on finances you take together, please?
1: In the same way, he took the cup, and also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
0: Together, the ushers will pass a little dish around, and you can uh, put the, the empty container in that little cup. When we close, normally we close one or two ways. We'll close with a hymn, or we will close by giving thanks to God. So to, today, we want to give thanks to God because He is good and His mercy endures forever. He's the reason why we're receiving communion, it's because of His body. That was broken for us is because of his blood that was shed for us. And we are forever thankful because, well, our names is written in the Lamb's book of life. We are heavenly minded because we have eternal life. We have eternal life. So I'd like to start off and then you can, someone can else say something and whatever. Or oh, we can, cut, we can cut the music now. Thank you. Father, thank you for the opportunity to receive communion in freedom in America. That we're not concerned about someone breaking in and dragging us off because we're confessing the name of Jesus Christ. We don't take it for granted, Lord, that we live in a free country in that manner. So we thank you, Father.
1: Thank you again
0: for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our website is cornerstonelynchburg.com. You may call us at 434-847-4796. And our physical address is 525 Old Graves Mill Road in Lynchburg, Virginia.